Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. We're going to be praying for the next 15 minutes right now. We're going to be using the scripture. We're going to be using the scripture. Timothy. First Timothy 2 from verse 1, the King James Version, which is God. And it says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who we have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. In this same vein, we're going to be weaponizing our prayers using this um, using this um, verse of scripture. We're going to be praying for leaders, most especially. We pray that the Lord changes the minds of leaders of nations from foolishness and deception to wisdom and truth. Hallelujah. Using as an example, Esther and King Azeros. King Azeros was going to kill anybody that came into his chamber when it was not yet time or when he didn't request to see anybody. But Esther needed to settle a matter because the, 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 the children of Israel, their lives were in danger and an order, a verdict has gone out that all of them should be killed on a particular day. And Esther said, pray and fast. And I will also pray and fast. And she took a step and went to see the king, even when he had not requested for her. So we're going to pray right now for all leaders that their minds, that the Lord changes their minds from foolishness and deception to wisdom and truth. Let's go ahead and pray in other tongues. Kindly unmute yourself at this time and let us pray. Thank <laughs> you. 
Thank you. 
I'm 
Holy Ghost, we worship you, O God. Oh, our dear Father, we raise, O God, we praise your name, Malako Shotokabaya. We lift our voices, O God, in celebration, O God, Paravashatakabaya, for the marvelous things you're already doing upon the earth, Makasakatakabaya, Leporondo Koborodogobosatu. Yes, you say the heart of kings are in your hand, O God, and you turn it wheresoever you list it, O God. Leko Branda Karodoshek, Bande Brekedis Kalabaya. Oh, today we have declared concerning all men that are in authority. Oh, all leaders of God, from the least ranking leader of God to the highest, taking decisions for the people, the nations of God. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that their hearts are turned from foolishness and deception of God to wisdom and truth. That henceforth they cease to make decisions of God that are foolish decisions of God that are against their people, decisions of God out of selfishness in the name of the Lord Jesus we declare concerning our leaders of God, using Nigeria as a point of contact of God, to other nations that the leadership of the nation is not intimidated by external forces is not moved by the funding, external sources, they refuse to be friends to make foolish, deceptive, and wicked decisions against the people of the country. But their hearts are changed by the power of the Holy Ghost to make the right decisions in the name of the Lord Jesus, to not feel intimidated in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. That your heart is filled with wisdom, hallelujah. And truth. Yes, hallelujah. The angels upon the yes, hallelujah. Acting of God. No more foolish decisions. No more wicked decisions. No more decisions that 
gathering based on the truth in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Because, yes, we begin to see them, oh God. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. Glory, 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 glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from all around the world at this time, you are welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. And today is promising by the Holy Ghost to be an exciting time in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Over to you, esteemed Amarak. Thank you always for the opportunity to lead prayers. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. It's always um, um, a rich time of fellowship, um, having you lead us in prayers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another time with the Lord. Um, These times of devotion have been um, life transforming for every one of us. And um, if there's one time I look forward to every day, I think this is one of those times um today is um february 11th and the devotional is being projected on the screen today's topic says the mystery of lights that's the title for today's devotional article the mystery of lights and our opening scripture is taken from john chapter one and verse five, and the light shineth in darkness and darkness comprehended it, it, comprehended it not. And the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. The apostle John gave us the revelation of the incarnate word. He describes how he, the word, was in the world, but the world knew him not. He unequivocally declares that God's word is life, and that life being that life being the light of men. In the fifth verse, he continues, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The word translated comprehend is the Greek katalambano. It means to seize, to attain and also to overcome. First, the light shines in darkness and the darkness couldn't attain to its power. It couldn't overcome nor seize it. The darkness couldn't take a hold of or comprehend the mystery of lights. The darkness couldn't overpower or overcome light and still hasn't. It couldn't and it still hasn't. Have you ever turned on the light in a room and the darkness was so thick that it caused the light to recede? That can never happen. No matter what that flicker of light is, no matter how tiny the light is, darkness always has to recede in that location where light is turned on. And it's something that any one of us can practice wherever we are. Maybe this is early hours of the morning where you are. 
the light may not be turned on or the light is turned on. You might want to practice it, turn off the light and then try turning it on again and see whether, oh, the light is not coming on or the light is not coming on. Why? Because of darkness. He said it can never happen. It can never happen. Even if the light is small or a mere flicker, the darkness has to pull apart. I like the statement, the darkness has to pull apart. No matter how small that light is, as long as it is turned on. So that means the solution is the turning on of the light. It's not that the light is available because light can be available and there still is darkness. But when light is turned on, once light decides to be turned on, there can be darkness in a room 23 hours, 59 minutes out of 24 hours. But that one minute that is left, if light decides to turn itself on, if light decides to be turned on, the darkness would disappear. We are going somewhere with this devotional. This should help you understand who you are. When Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. you find this in Matthew 5, verse 14. He was talking about your calling as a Christian. He was talking about your calling as a Christian. He was talking about your calling as a Christian and you must become conscious of this truth. You are called to light up the darkness in your world, in your sphere of contact, of influence. You are that light that darkness can't comprehend. So somebody's reading this and the person is saying, but so much is happening in my life. Maybe the days are dark. The days look dark. Because they always look, they aren't what they are. They aren't what they appear to be like. So many news from family, so many things have happened. Maybe when you started the year, you had hopes, you had aspirations, you were excited. But between January and now, so much has happened and the days look dark. You're thinking about the rest of the year and you are wondering, what does this year really hold for me? With all that has happened already. You are called to light up the darkness in your world. In your sphere of influence, you are that light that darkness can't comprehend. Is that perhaps you're a student, a security guard, a lawyer, a banker, a doctor, a scientist, whatever it is, you can put it there. These are just examples. You say, oh, I'm an investment banker, put it there. Oh, I'm a housewife, put it there. Oh, I'm a trader, put it there. 
It says you are the light in your community or practice. If there's so much darkness surrounding a subject, you are the one to prefer answers. You know, sometimes we get into certain challenges, maybe in the workplace, maybe in business, and then we are looking for the solutions. We're looking for somebody we can talk to, an expert in that field. Today's article is telling you that you are the expert in the field. You say, oh no, but I, di I didn't study that in school. Have you not seen that things that people studied in school have failed them? The whole idea of COVID-19 is not the opposite of everything that we studied in school. Are we not told to do exactly the opposite of everything that we studied in school with COVID-19? And this is a global agenda, a global gospel that is being preached. So when Jesus was saying that ye are the light of the world, he wasn't talking about your certification from, um, from school. He wasn't talking about your education. He was talking about who you are on the inside. Ye are the light of the world. You are light. You are light. He said, you are the light in that field. Imbued with supernatural ideas. Mark the word supernatural. That, is, that means it is not natural. It is not of this natural world. So it did not come through your education. So stop looking for that expert that probably went to Harvard. You are the light in that field, imbued with supernatural ideas and genius for the solutions needed. For the solutions needed. And the next chapter and um, paragraph says, light up your world today. What is he trying to say? Turn on the light. Turn on the light. You say, Asta, what are you saying? It is what I am saying. You are light. Turn it on. Turn you on. Turn you on. You say, um, maybe, maybe, maybe this rhapsody is talking about another situation, not my situation. No, 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 no. Every single person that is connected on this call, that is hearing the sound of my voice, whatever that situation you are, you are the solution. Stop looking for an international expert that you want to pay to prefer the solution in that situation. He says you inside of you are supernatural ideas. Then he called you a genius. He said, uh, to call somebody a genius in a field, it's not overnight now. Nah. It's not overnight. Oh. God does not lie. He's not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of God that he should repent. Was Joseph a genius in political matters? Did he read political science? We all read it together. We all read it in Genesis. But he led the number one country at the time out of the greatest troubling times in history. It's not in your political scientific certification. It's not in that certification. Glory not in men. Glory not in the certificates that men gave you. There is a God in heaven, and that God thought it the best thing to live on the inside of you. That God who is light, 
that God who said light be and light came. Now he dwells on the inside of you and he said, you are light. He said, turn on that light. Light up your world today. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your father who is in heaven. Matthew 5, verse 6, Amplified Classic Translation. This was exactly what Joseph did. When he was taken from the prison, showing up before Pharaoh at the palace, all he did was turn on the light. All he did was turn on the light. And if you read through the scriptures, you will see our kinds through the scriptures who turned on the light. There was Daniel, the king that had a dream. He said he was not going to tell anybody the dream. The people should tell him the dream and the interpretation. Daniel said, king, relax. God, the God in heaven, he revealed secrets. He revealed secrets. He has the answers. He has all the answers. I'm going to go and fellowship with him. And we're going to turn on the light in this matter. Did he? Yes. And when he did, the God of Daniel was turned on. The God of Daniel was glorified. He was magnified in that day. Brothers and sisters, the earnest expectations of the whole earth waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. Our time is now. We are the light required in the trying times of our world today. Turn you on. I turn me on, you turn you on, and together we'll light up the whole world. Praise God. Congratulations, everyone. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy, and then she'll take us through the further study and the um, Arual Confession. Over to you, Sister Joy. Sister Joy is now a co-host. she online? Yes, ma'am. Trying to meet myself. Okay, go ahead. Thank you so much, ma, for that inspiring ministration. Um, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'll be taking us through the further study. Reading from Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Ephesians 5, 13. But all things that are reproved, reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Praise God. I'll be taking the confession. Um, you don't have to unmute your mic. You could just take it along with me wherever you are or repeat after me. The confession is displayed on the screen. Everywhere I am and in all that I do. You don't have to unmute your mic. Sorry. You don't have to unmute your mic. Thank you. Everywhere that I am and in all that I do. My light shines with so much intensity for the world to see. I openly manifest the glory of God in my world, dispelling, hosting, and expelling darkness and all of the works thereof in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Samantha. Uh, we like to handle the as people through 
through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Mark. Praise God. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Sister Joy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, our very esteemed Sister Mark. I am the light of my world and I shine. Praise God. I will be taking us through the message translation of the New Testament. It's been an amazing read. We're coming to the end of the book of Matthew. And um, yesterday we went through when Pilate was, when Jesus was being, um, went through the trial with Pilate. Today begins with the caption, the crucifixion. Verse 27 says, the soldiers assigned to the governor took Jesus into the governor's palace and got the entire brigade together for some fun. They stripped him and dressed him in a red toga. They plated a crown from branches of thorn bush and set it on his head. They put a stick in his right hand for a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mocking reverence. Bravo, king of the Jews, they said, bravo. Then they spit on him and hit him on the head with the stick. When they had, they had had their fun, they took off the toga and put his own clothes back on him. Then they proceeded out to the crucifixion. And this was what they did to our Lord and our Savior. I'm sure most of us have, must have watched The Passion of Christ. And um, it was a movie that came out some years back and put a lot of people into tears because of the pictures of what exactly happened to our Lord during, um, during the whole period of him going to the cross. Verse 32 says, Along the way, they came on a man from Syrene named Simon and made him carry Jesus' cross. Arriving at Golgotha, the place they call Skull Hill, they offered him a mild painkiller, a mixture of wine and myrrh. But when he tasted it, he wouldn't drink it. After they had finished nailing him to the cross and were waiting for him to die, they whiled away the time by throwing dice for his clothes. Above his head, they had posted the criminal charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. That was his crime. Along with him, they also crucified two criminals, one to his right, the other to his left. People passing along the road jeered, shaking their heads in mock lament. You bragged that you could tear down the temple and then rebuild it in three days. So show us your stuff, save yourself. If you are really God's son, come down from that cross. The high priests, along with the religious scholars and leaders, were right there mixing it up with the rest of them, having a great time poking fun at him. He saved others. He can't save himself. King of Israel is he. Then let him get down from the cross. We'll all become believers then. He, will, he was so sure of God. Well, let him rescue his son now, if he wants him. He did claim to be God's son, didn't he? Even the two criminals crucified next to him joined in the mockery. And this is what we experience most times. We have a word of prophecy and we, we say that God has said this to us. And people begin to mock us and say, oh, let your God show up. Let us see that your God is really there. And just like Jesus on the cross, we experience this as Christians. Standing in faith of what God has said to us in our believing in our hearts, we will definitely triumph. And may the Lord bless this reading in Jesus' name. Amen. And at this moment, I'll hand over to Brother John to take the Old Testament reading. Thank you very much, everybody. Well, thank you very much, Brother Duzi. 
Okay. Um, we have this is the last book of Exodus. Exodus forty. It's been an amazing read of um, instructions that God gave to Moses from the Ten Commandments to all the ordinances to building of the temple. Everything. This Exodus is full. So we come to the end of this book today. So the caption is Moses finished the work. So I read, God spoke to Moses on the first day of the first month, set up the dwelling, the tent of meeting, placed the chest of the testimony in it, and screened the chest with the curtain, bringing the table and set it, arranging its lampstand and lamps, placed the gold altar of incense before the chest of the testimony and, and hung the curtain at the door of the dwelling, placed the altar of whole bond offering at the door of the dwelling, the tent of meeting, placed the wash basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and filled it with water set up the courtyard on all sides and hung the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard. T then take the anointing oil and anoint the dwelling and everything in it. Consecrate it and all its furnishings so that it becomes holy. Anoint the altar of whole burnt offering and all its utensils. Consecrating the altar so that it is completely holy. Anoint the wash basin and its base consecrated. <clears throat> Finally, bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and wash them with water. Dress Aaron in the sacred vestments, anoint him, set him apart to serve me as priest. Bring his sons and put tunics on them. Anoint them just as you anointed their father to serve me as priests. Their anointing will bring them into a perpetual priesthood down through the generations. Moses did everything God commanded. He did it all. Verse 17. On the first day of the first month of the second year, the dwelling was set up. Moses set it up. He laid its bases, erected the frames, placed the crossbars, set the posts, spread the tent over the dwelling, and put the covering over the tent, just as God has commanded. He placed the testimony in the chest, inserted the poles for carrying the chest, and placed the lid, the atonement the cover on it. He brought the chest into the dwelling and set up the curtain, screening off the chest of the testimony, just as God has commanded Moses. He placed the table in the tent of meat on the north side of the dwelling, outside the curtain, and arranged the bread there before God just as God had commanded him. He placed the lampstand in the tent of meeting opposite the table on the south side of the dwelling and set up the lamps before God, just as God had commanded him. Moses placed the gold altar in the tent of meeting in front of the curtain and burned fragrant incense on it, just as God has commanded him. He placed the screen at the entrance to the dwelling he set 
the altar of whole burnt offering at the door of the dwelling, the tent of meeting, and offered up the whole burnt offerings and the grain offerings, just as God had commanded Moses. Wow. He placed the wash basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and filled it with water for washing. Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and feet there when they entered the tent of meeting. And when they served at the altar, they washed just as God had commanded Moses. Finally, he erected the courtyard all around the dwelling and the altar and put up the screen for the courtyard entrance. Moses finished the work. Hallelujah. The cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of God filled the dwelling. Moses couldn't enter the tent of meeting because the cloud was upon it and the glory of God filled the dwelling. Praise God. Whenever the cloud lifted from the dwelling, the people of Israel set out on their travels. But if the cloud did not lift, they wouldn't set out until it did lift. The cloud of God was over the dwelling during the day and the fire was in it at night, visible to all the Israelites in all their travels. Praise the Lord. This concludes the book of Exodus. Thank you very much, Sama. Glory. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I was basically shouting as you were reading it, you know. Wow. So, brothers and sisters, we have finished the book of Genesis and Exodus. Can you see that reading the Bible in one year is not a big deal? You know, and, you know, for me, of course, every part of the, um, the devotion is, is just amazing. The first 15 minutes when we get to pray for all leaders in all places of authority, for presidents of nations, for governors, ministers, and then we get to pray for all men, you know, the salvation of all men. Oh, that 15 minutes is blissful. You know, and it's, it's such a beautiful thing to know that I dedicate 15 minutes of my time every day to, to, to say a prayer that is important to God, you know, to intercede on behalf of all men. Then we read the devotional for the day where we hear God's word for us today. You know, you can say uh, I, I, there's somebody on this call. Apparently she was trying to call me. I think it was two weeks ago. She was trying to reach me. She had a situation and then she was trying to call me to um, seek my counsel on, 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 on a particular matter. And then um, I wasn't available at the time. So I think it was the next day we got to talk or two days later. And then she was telling me that apparently when she went back to listen to the, to the podcast, I, I believe you are all aware that um, the podcast of this devotion every day is posted on the group. If you're not aware, it is. And you can look out for the audio every day and listen to it. So she was telling me that when she went back to listen to the podcast, she said that that matter that she was calling me for was actually addressed that day. So that meant that if she had participated in the devotion ahead of the day, she would have known what to do in that situation. And I think that that's what Rhapsody does for us every day. It goes ahead of our day, prepares us for the day. For instance, we talked about us being light today. Some of you are gonna walk into the office and this, that you might meet a chaotic situation. You might get a call from home and say, see, see, see guys, this is what's happening. Don't move, don't be shaking, don't tremble. Turn on the light, 
turn on the light. That situation came to you because you are the light. The idea, the solution for the matter is with you. No matter where it comes from, no matter what it is, it is inside of you. And he says it's, it's supernatural because there's a supernatural God on the inside. No matter what it is. Don't say, ah, this one is too high for me. Ah, this one is too much for me. Then we go from the Rhapsody, we take the affirmation inside the Rhapsody, then we read the one-year Bible study plan, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And of course, we do other things. But for me, this time of studying the Bible, so I'm going to be ending 2021, when it's December 31st, Omar, if I come back fleet, maybe I'll be practicing it before then. I'm going to sew back fleet that day. I'm going to sew some assaults that day that I finished the whole Bible in one year. So I'm saying congratulations to everybody. We've done Genesis, we've done Exodus. You say, oh, but I didn't join, I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure. I did not start from Genesis. Don't worry, don't worry. Wherever you started from, by that time in the next year, you'd have covered the whole Bible in one year. But of course, if you can find time to go back and to catch up on the, on the um, um, chapters that you may have missed, oh, by all means do it. So congratulations, Genesis, out of the line. Exodus, out of the line. Even Matthew, we're almost done. Matthew is 28 verses, um, chapters, and we're, we're almost at the end of 27. So I'm saying congratulations. If we were all physically now, I would have said, tell 10 people congratulations. <laughs> Maybe you can tell them on the chat. At least you can see them. You can say, ah, brother, they say congratulations. Brother John, congratulations. You know, so... I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. We can take testimonies today. We, can, we should be able to take like four testimonies. Anybody wants to share, what has your journey been like? What is the Lord saying to you? Is there a testimony? Is there an inspiration? What's been happening with you since you've been joining Inspired by the Word? Please share with us and let us be inspired and let's celebrate the impact of the Word in our lives. So if you have a testimony, please um, raise your hand. The first three to four hands to go up, basically until we exhaust the time that we have. We still have about eight minutes um, before we take the Pauline affirmation and also break bread. Anyone who would like to share? Oh, Sister Connell, always full of testimonies. Please go ahead, omit and share your testimony. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank Hallelujah. you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for always bringing the word of God to us. And thank you to your amazing team. I actually got so inspired when Brother Dozi was reading um, the first message we read this morning. And it was talking about how Jesus is being crucified. You know, I was just thinking that God's word is unfailable. Like if God could not just pass by that part of the Bible, he, he couldn't just, okay, because it's my son, I'll just, I will not let this word be established. I will just let, let the pain pass by. He had to stand on it. He had to. He had to make Jesus to go through all that pain and that shame because his word cannot fail. The same, the same God has told us. He said in his word that he's, every promise that he has made in his word concerning our finances, that he, he, he will not, everything that we ever desire, it's, it's possible, anything that you ever desire, as long as his word has said it. As long as his word has said it, the same thing, the same faith 
everything that he had to make that to come through. So we must, we must hold on to the word of God so strong, so strong and believe that his word is unfallible. The question is, do we believe? Yes, we might believe in some things. We believe that, okay, yes, he, he, he said this and it happened. But, but when it comes to our finances, many Christians are struggling because they have not believed, because they have not literally, they might think that you believe, but they have not accepted in their spirit. He, Apostle Paul said he, he would do for, he, for, for us exceedingly abundantly above all that we can never think or ask of. What, what is it that you're thinking or you're asking God? His word says he can do for you. Do you believe it? If you believe it, you, you get it immediately. You key in and you believe it. Believe it with all your conviction that it is going to be so. And it is so because the word has said it. That word that could not just say, okay, I will not do this one. But he, God cannot choose and pick with his word. Once it has gone out, it is settled. Glory to God. So that was just so strong in my spirit. And I was just so in awe of how, how firm God is when it comes to his word. And I was just like, I surrender to God's word. Everything that he has said and everything that he has promised and that, he has asked me to do it's going to be settled it is settled in the name of jesus so i just wanted to share with you more thank you so much for the amen. Opportunity. amen thank you so much sister cornell thank you for sharing any other person who would like to share want to share your inspiration for the world from the word or you want to share testimony praise god praise god go ahead Bradley. um i would like to share because I, i've been basically being the one reading the new testament and for me, something that has come out um, very, very glaring to me is um, uh, Jesus was leaving the scriptures, um, scriptures that had been prophesied by the prophets, not only Jesus, every event that was taking place in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew, as I've been reading through, even you could see the case of um, um, Judas Iscariot and him selling, and it's, it's referenced in the scripture. This was something that was quoted from Jeremiah. So for me, I started looking out for myself in the scripture. I became so conscious of the life that I'm living that um, there's, a, there's a design that has been prophesied about a dossier somewhere in the scripture. And um, these times of reading through it has just become so glaring that I'm in the scriptures also. And for me, I've, I've actually, like God has been able to show me and I experienced it just this week. And I saw a scripture, God gave me a scripture and this is who you are, who I have prophesied about in the scripture so for me it's so exciting going through these times of reading the bible and um seeing what god has spoken about in the past coming to pass and also seeing my life in it also so praise god hallelujah praise god thank you so much brother Jose, for sharing okay we can take one more person any other person who would like to share pastor debbie please go ahead Praise God. Good morning, Ma. Good morning, everyone. As in, it has really been an exciting time, you know, most especially leading in the prayers. Um, when, when I'm praying, I begin to hear words, you know, I hear words and I'm like, you know, being someone that, oh, you came to the ministry to learn how to even pray for other people, to intercede for other people. And with the teachings that pastor has taught us all through the Your Love World series, and especially this last one, when, when we were praying for the leaders, for all men, you know, it now has a deeper meaning and deeper revelation. You know that you are effecting a change. If before you had not really experienced people being changed you know for whatever reason but you you felt you were, i was praying 
you know. But because Pastor had taught and we had really practiced it at least for the past um how many days we've been practicing that, I'd really seen that changes can occur by our prayer, especially you know, when you don't have the right to change other people's um disposition or thoughts or patterns, but you hear pastor telling us that God can change their mind and that is God's will. You know, the intensity with which the changes are even already happening. Pastor will tell us, don't bother. That, is, that matter is already being settled because we have prayed. You know, that confidence. So coming here and praying every morning, one thing that I am certain that I have done is that I have prayed for the leaders of the nation. I have prayed for all men. I have effected a change, praise the Lord. And there was, I think that was on a Tuesday or Thursday when we read um, the Old Testament where the people made a, a brazen image. I think that was on Monday and um, Moses went up. There was a statement that God used. He said that the people had, um, I'm trying to remember the phrase that he used. He said they had disgraced themselves. They had embarrassed themselves because they were serving a graven image that is something that they are they made of by themselves so it just brought a mindset to me i was thinking about it for like a couple of days you know i just felt like so not to serve god you are embarrassing yourself to serve any other thing to be carnal to serve money you know to put your trust in money to put your hope in money you are embarrassing yourself like you are taking the dignity out of yourself as a person because God made us in his image and his likeness. God is a dignified, let me say, use the word personality. You know, he holds himself in such high esteem. You know, he will tell you there are some things that he cannot do. You know, he cannot lie. He cannot um, say a thing and that word will not come to pass. You know, those kind of a thing. And we saw it all through the Old Testament. He said he was going to make Pharaoh heart hardened so that he will destroy him. And he saw to it that he did it, even while he was sending Moses. So when I just saw that, in the that was the first time I was seeing it because I've never read it in the message translation, that they were embarrassing themselves. They were taking off their dignity by serving another God. That really struck me this week. And I thought about it for a long time. So for you to maintain that place that God has put you, because he said, ye are God. So for you to maintain that place that God has put you, that ranking, that fact that he said you are in his image and his likeness, meaning that you have to roll with him. You have to serve him. You have to acknowledge him. Everything that you do has, has to be unto God, not unto man, not unto any grieving image, not unto anything that you own, not unto the money, not unto the cars, not unto the perception of people, but unto God, for you to maintain your dignity, for you to maintain your position as a God in this life. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, ma'am. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Glory to God. Wow, what a journey and what a time we've been spending with the word. So many testimonies, so many, so much is happening you know, and um, some of you, you have a miracle already. You're not yet aware. You're not yet aware, but it has happened because what needs to make you aware has not been activated. 
but you would see it, you will hear it, and you will testify of it. Praise God. I'm going to hand over to Brother Martins right away for the Pauline affirmation, and we would return for the communion. Get ready. There's a miracle for somebody here today as we break bread. Over to you, Brother Martins. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. We're taking our permission right now and on the screen. And our permission, we, when we take the permission, our name comes first. You see it on the My name, you see your name. I'm going to take the first paragraph. You see your name is me. Take the paragraph. My name is Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, from time to time, go over that Pauline affirmation and you will see that a lot of adjustment is happening in your life because of that Pauline affirmation. You're becoming the fullness of you in Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Now we'll take the communion and I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you, this doing remembrance of me. Thank you, Father, for the wholeness that we received in Christ Jesus as a result of his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Thank you for the new birth, and thank you for the new life. I hear new life. I hear new start. New life, new start. Thank you, sweet spirit of God. Those who desire of you something new, those who desire of you a miracle as we break this bread, we declare that it is done. We declare that it is sealed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. You can break the bread and eat it. And verse 25, he says, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years after so you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you just shoot the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A new day it is indeed. A new day it is indeed. Thank you for the cup of the new covenant, the new life the new estate sealed with the blood of Jesus. Even as we take this cup, we affirm that we enjoy all that Christ died, was buried, resurrected, ascended, and was glorified, that we might become, that we might have, and that we might do. Thank you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Maximus Christopher, there's a miracle for you today. There's a miracle for you today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Thank you for the distributions of blessings and of miracles. Indeed, we return with testimonies by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the ministry of angels. Yes, the angel of grace, the angel of grace, the angel of grace attends to many in this place, attends to that matter that has delayed. It is now revisited. It is now settled. It is now settled. There is a court case that has pended for so long. You have almost given up hope as to when it will be revisited. Now, now, says the Spirit of God, and it will be in your favor. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Let's share the benediction and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. And the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and evermore. In Jesus' name, amen. And surely, God's word is the days of our lives. I'm alive unto God. I'm alive. Live. Thank you.